Hey, Breakthrough listeners, it's Jason Lowe and Peter Lount from episode number 107. At Ascendant Financial, mybankersvault.com, we specialize in teaching real estate investors across Canada the process of becoming your own banker, the infinite banking concept. Do you also find it frustrating when it's difficult to access the financing you need or when the housing market moves against you? And when there's unexpected prolonged vacancy or expensive repairs, are you tired of transferring all that money away from you? We have the solution at mybankersvault.com. By becoming your own banker, anything that you are already doing financially, including real estate investing, is radically improved. Whether utilizing this process for down payments or for entire real estate purchases, becoming your own banker puts you in a position to control the repayment schedule on your loans while enhancing your overall returns. Whether you are brand new to real estate or a seasoned investor, we believe that ready access to money and financial control should be in your hands not the banks or a loan officer. We have an exclusive and irresistible package for Breakthrough Podcast listeners. If you want the best way to build and deploy capital, easier access to money, better returns, and less headaches, head on over to mybankersvault.com. That's mybankersvault.com. Tired of the 9 to 5? Tired of only dreaming about the things you want to do? Want to have more time for your family? More time for you? More time for you? This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast, where we interview qualified guests in the real estate industry all across Canada. We want you to live life on your terms, and we want to help you break through to that life through the power of real estate investing. This is the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. Now your hosts, Rob Brake and Sandy McKay. Uh, welcome, everybody, I guess. Thanks for joining us again today. Uh, we're going to do part two of our challenges um, discussion here. So um, everyone listening, of course, go over to BreakthroughREIPodcast.ca. Listen to all the past episodes and get in touch with our guests and get our free gift. Yes. The ultimate strategy for building wealth through real estate. Go pick that up and uh, never miss out on a show, of course. Uh, and whatever else we got going on, you want to keep up to date with us, go get on that list, get the free gift. Absolutely. And go to iTunes. Please go over to iTunes and leave us a rating and review. And uh, let us know what you think, you know, let us know what kind of guests you want to hear, what kind of content you want to hear. Um, you know, we've tried to cover as much different, as many different topics as we can possibly think of inside the realm here. But if there's something that you guys think that uh, we should be talking about or a guest that we should have on the show, let us know. Yes, sir. I mean, we got, we have, we have so many people reach out to us to get on the show. I know we, we turned down like, 95% of people that reach out to us, honestly, and, they come on you want to be on the show. Well, it's not because they're not great guests either, but it's because uh, oftentimes it doesn't relate to, we try to stay try and true to bringing like Canadian content yeah. to this. So we've got some, some brilliant American guests. Like, you know what? We should probably start another one where we can talk to them, but this one we wanted to keep focused on Canadian, uh, Canadian content stuff that was, actually relevant for anyone in Canada listening could do the strategies that the guests or Sandy and I talk about. Um, 
Whereas I feel like if you, if you've got people talking about, you know, using 401ks and, and yeah. different kind of tax loopholes that they might have in the States that don't apply. That there's no change. We hear about that all the time. Yeah. Not yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those kind of things, and they don't apply, you know, we're not, we're not going to be sharing content with, uh, with Canadians that can take actionable steps on what they're learning here. So that's what we've always tried to stay focused on here. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and, uh, and we've got international people reaching out, all sorts of, of people like mm -hmm. that. So, I mean, everyone should reach out to us. If you want to be on the show and you're interested and you've got great Canadian content and, and story there, then we'd love to have you. And um, we don't allow everyone on, I guess. <laughs> it was and and we, we talk a lot to people, like to Canadians investing in the States. Yeah. Because there's a lot, a lot of them doing that. <laughs> And so those are the, and, and overseas, obviously yeah. different yeah. places. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, you get the idea. If there's somebody you want to hear on the show or a topic we haven't discussed, go on to iTunes, leave us a rating and review and let us know who you would want to hear on the show and what topics we should discuss. So today we're going to do another one with just you and me. Uh, and we're going to continue off on the um, challenges discussion that we were having uh, on the last show. And um, <clears throat> I think we covered quite a bit last time we talked about, uh, what did we talk about? We talked about contractors, uh, issues at renovations, uh, a little bit of JV stuff. And, um, and today we wanted to talk more on the tenant piece, like some of the challenges that we've run into with tenants. Um, and, and a big portion of like mindset really, which is the overarching, uh, issue that really gets in the way, uh, with all these other things, right? Like, so if you've got a contractor that's not doing your job right or not showing up or, or scamming you out of some money or whatever the case may be, right. A lot of people might be like, well, what am I going to do? It'll, it'll like, if I fire him, what do I do? How do I handle it? Like it's, uh. It's more of the piece where you go, like the mindset piece where you say, okay, something needs to be done. I'm going to figure out what needs to be done and then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to take the next step of finding somebody else, talking to different people uh, who may have been through the same situations. So a lot of it is, is based on mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And people don't get into real estate investing sometimes because they say, oh, uh, tenants and toilets. You know, those are the issues that like the, the, the most minor things really like it's in the grand scheme of things. Well, maybe not the tenants, but the toilets, you know, come on. The toilet runs on and you need to call somebody in the middle of the night. You get woken up every once in a while to make some good cash flow and 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 you're sleeping while you're making that cash flow until you get the call. You know, these are just these are mindset things where some people are like, no, I'm not going to deal with the toilet. And so they don't take the first step. Right? I agree with the toilets, <clears throat> the tenants. <clears throat> people do always say, you're, I know you're just like taking that phrase from uh, for that before, tenants and toilets. Yeah. Those are pretty different. <laughs> toilets, for sure. <laughs> tenants, we're going right. to have some funny, interesting, not funny. That's probably the wrong word. Interesting funny is not the right here. word. <laughs> yeah. Funny interesting is far from stories. the right word. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> um, but, and I, you know. There is so much. We'll get to that, I guess, in the mindset part. But yeah, so many people just fizzle away or go, run away, you know, after just slightest bit of 
a challenge, which is inevitable. And even these tenant stories that we'll work through today, they're pretty much inevitable overall. If you do this long enough, you do enough properties, you have enough tenants, you're going to have issues, interesting issues that come up. Yeah. Um, okay. Sandy, why don't you get us started with um, some kind of tenant story that you want to share? I like, in, especially because we have our property management company now and, uh, and we've had it for a few years. Um, down spaces and with that company we've had a plethora of interesting tenant stories um almost anything you could probably think of and imagine realistically uh even unrealistically has happened um things that you're like that almost unbelievable but it happened so it's i guess it's i guess it's it happened. <laughs> um, I'll talk about something that like one, one big one that comes to mind is uh, we did have a murder in one of our properties, um, which was really interesting. I, there's a lot of fairly comical stories, like uh, sexual yeah, like things that are sh happening or, sh or like <laughs> sitting on beds and stuff as you're doing inspections in property. Okay, Lots so of... let's let's just go straight to the murder then. Like, <laughs> yeah. Forget the funny stories. You know, funny stuff. <laughs> are, 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 yeah. I just it's like you, you just go. Oh, we got some hilarious stories, but let's just go to the murder. But uh, no, that's terrible. That's really awful. Um, what happened? I don't know that. So I don't. I don't know the actual final version because uh -huh. there was a police investigation and all this stuff, and the actual results, for whatever reason, were never disclosed. Not not to us, not to newspapers or anything like that. I don't know how they determine like what makes it to the press uh -huh. or whatever or not. But this one, for whatever reason, we didn't get the full, full story. I do have a pretty good understanding of, of some, something of what happened and maybe some hypothetical things that, that really triggered it. But um, to add to this, this was with a this isn't a property that was a, a, a fairly new JV, a brand new first property we did together with a JV partner. And so this partner, we had only been partners for about uh, six months and we bought this. This this was in this was pre-COVID. So this would have been like 2018, 19, I want to say. Probably 2019. And we had bought it. Uh decent property, triplex. Uh this is in uh this is in Hamilton. <laughs> Gonna make Hamilton look bad. This is in Hamilton. Uh and you this, know, murders happen everywhere, man. They happen everywhere, uh, like, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, it was a property that we, we it, was, it was a reasonable property. This was not a home run grand slam purchase or anything, but it was a good good deal. We bought it with a, a new JV partner, and um, things were going pretty well. I mean, we we renovated it. This was a bird project. Renovated it, refinanced. Um, nice new property. Had a nice had a few nice new tenants move in. <clears throat> One of them uh, is a couple. This couple, uh, they, one of them, a couple months into their tenancy, one of them, one of the partners moved overseas, uh, sorry, not overseas, out of province to uh, Alberta for work. So this was, this was the tenant on, uh, not on title, the tenant that stayed, like the one that is the main tenant, even though they were a couple, it was really a main one. And then they weren't married. So they were boyfriend, girlfriend. So the one that was really the main tenant was in the property but the 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 um uh boyfriend had moved over to alberta for work on a on a contract so the ex expect 
they were expected to come back at some point in the next year or so. <clears throat> and so a uh, couple of months in to that happening, uh, the tenants, the other tenant, the upstairs tenant, makes a call to us, uh, our, our company, our property management company, and they say, hey, there's some weird smells happening down below. I don't know what's going on. Never smelt this before. I think you should come check it. I've knocked on the door. Nobody's answering. And I don't know what's going on. Same day, we got a message from the uh, the boyfriend over in Alberta. Hey, been trying to reach so-and-so. Can't reach them. Uh, can you go inspect and see what's going on? Nobody's really expecting anything too too bad at this point. Uh, maybe the tenant that was there, the upstairs tenant was. But we go inspect it, we go look in, and uh, there is... This is not a, like, there's just someone dead there there was and there's not necessarily blood all over the walls but there was a bit of a scene um to, to i didn't go personally so i don't I, I don't have the gory details but there's a bit of a scene there's some blood on on the floors and walls and stuff it's not like uh it's not like um they just you know, died in their sleep or something something there was obvious sense of something happened there and so obviously first you know you know you see that you go in a oh, body shit. or just blood in a body in a body <clears throat> so uh you see that obviously and your first reactions are like holy crap like what the heck what do we do about this and so we call police got all the all the all the all the uh, authorities uh in on this to investigate they came in they did their their whole thing and tenant upstairs got kind of freaked out everyone's pretty freaked out because the mm -hmm. you know the person over in alberta is freaking out um and and uh yeah the uh, really sad obviously not a funny not a funny situation a challenging situation because we had to figure out what happened there there's all these debates now around are they going to pay anymore like there's the obvious emotional side of it which is one piece and you're trying to run a business at the same time through this property to, you know, make that work. So you have to kind of get into the human side of things a little bit, obviously, in these scenarios. And we have a partner who doesn't really know much about this, like is a first time investor and first time mm -hmm. investor with us. Mm -hmm. And it would have been quite a bit easier if this was just us. But uh, I was doing a presentation actually on this yesterday with a group of realtors. We were talking about the pros and cons of JV, JV partners. And I didn't really bring up this story, not 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 uh, specifically, but these are one of the things that these times where the JV partner would have been nice to not have, because just even talking through that, I, you know, I'm trying to not freak out the newer newer partner that we have, mm -hmm. and death of and tenants and the whole question of do we get them to pay or not pay or do we have some allowance on that? Like, deep, people have different opinions on that even in situations like this, especially partners that are removed, like really removed from the situation. Um, so we had to navigate that. We ended up, um, the tenant that was moved over to Alberta ended up didn't wanna, didn't wanna move back. Um, they came back for a short time, but didn't wanna move back into that property, uh, mm. understandably so. And this was, you know, they signed a, a one-year lease contract. Um, now you got to go rent out a place that just had a death in it. Right. Or you have to sell the property or you have to do like, you know, what do you do? 
Um, there was a big investigation. We couldn't do anything in the in the in the unit for like well over a month because the police were doing their thing. Like I said, I don't know the actual result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a not a fun cleanup of it all, which ninety five percent of it <laughs> landed on us. Oh, really? Um, yeah, the authorities don't do much in that case. Really? They that that pretty that much removed seems... the body and then left the rest of us. No way. Yeah. I didn't think stuff like that happened. I thought that there was, you know, to clean all of it. (laughs) Yeah, it was uh, not fun. Of course, not uh, nothing. Did you go there at some point? I didn't go at all during the actual. Yeah, yeah. I I I have got back there since. Uh, We we actually sold the property um, about a year and a half to two years later. Um, Now we never we never leased out that that unit again ever. Okay. Um, we didn't, not... we, we sold it not directly because of that, but that kind of led to some other things. The partner got a little, uh-huh. you know, just not a great feeling about it. Bad the whole, taste, right? Like bad it's taste, bad... yeah. yeah. Um, ultimately that kind of ruined, like, you know, it, it, I've never bought, we never bought another property with that person. Uh-huh. It, it, it created a, not a, not like nothing too terrible, but it was just a, they didn't really want to, it almost, it, it honestly it took them away from investing in real estate is from what I know. Right. They have not bought any of the properties. They've got a bad taste about investing in real estate. They got, and it's hard to blame them. However, yeah. it's a, it's a reality that things like these things do happen in life. Well, the, the thing is like, I, I remember I mentioned on the last uh, episode that when you decide to be a real estate investor, you put all the challenges in front of you that real estate investors have. And, you know, quite frankly, this is not really one, <laughs> one of the challenges. That, I mean, you get some pretty serious um, things going on, but most of the time, you know, you're not going to be handling something like that. Most of the time, like death is one thing. I death mean, is happens. one thing for sure. And that does happen. And... Suicide is a tough one. Um, even suicides, I would I would argue, would probably happen more often in in someone's personal home, at least. Yeah, probably. Um, which I do not believe I've had one of those. But then, uh, murder that uh, out of all that investigation, and everything they did confirm that it was a murder. Like that was their. I guess they didn't hundred percent confirm that. I didn't know. I don't know if they actually found who did it, but it was not suicide. Is my point? They did okay. not. They yeah, established yeah. it was not self-inflicted um all all sorts of questions people are like well maybe this tenant upstairs they become one of the prime suspects because it's like the only person that was definitely in the property a lot right right not in their unit but in the property so it it brought it brought up a whole ton of questions and they questioned everyone they questioned our company quite a bit and uh yeah interesting very interesting situation not fun and uh you know imagine that happening on like imagine that was our first property or first you know jv partnership ever right. or something yeah like that. that's what i kind of think about that it, it would have less pretty bad taste in our mouths too so i think i mean in in that kind of situation you can do a couple of things but i think probably most of the time people would want to just let, do what you guys did and uh you know sell the property so this is the this is a really you know, we went to sell the property and now the question coming up of what do we need to disclose and all that? Yeah. Which was a very interesting one. 
I was going to ask you, but I didn't want to put you on the spot to that extent. So I, I, I <laughs> yeah, it, it was very interesting. So it, the, the, the reality of what I learned in that is that you do not need to disclose this specific scenario. Okay. And you can, if you want to, you don't need to because it was not the homeowner. Okay. That's what I learned through it. Okay. What ab- I Okay, so if there's a death in the house and it's not and, the- and there was not a confirmed like if there was a confirmed uh police report and everything like this that came out, then apparently you would actually have to Right, that makes that. sense. But yeah. we we never actually got like they never released anything confirming like they didn't 100% confirm it was a murder. We mm-hmm. strong strong suspicions because what else would it be? We didn't, right. we, we pretty much confirmed it was not a suicide, but again, there was no final like report released. So it was really uh, interesting. I mean, it, it could still be ongoing the investigation. I don't know. This is like a few years ago, now, yeah. but, but yeah. you know, this is like a cold case, I guess. Like that's pretty heavy, Sandy, but I mean, <laughs> like, start, right? yeah. So now I, I think basically it's just good night, everybody. If you don't have a challenge this bad, then you're all good. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I have another one that's not not necessarily lighter, but uh, uh, it's not even lighter. It's almost worse, but it's uh, <laughs> but it's not as it's not as a depressing or long of a story, um, but something definitely more common. That's that's why I'll share it, I guess. But it was okay. a uh, we had so one thing that happens with tenants a lot, and this is with um, good or bad or anything with tenants is things in their life change over time, right? So you have you have tenants who. Um, start out really good and could be incredible. And then over the, over the long haul in a matter of a couple of years, in the matter of one year, things change in their life. And, uh, and that's what this story is about. So we did a tenant that moved in, uh, into one of our properties in, uh, 20, it's sort of been about 2016 and they moved in. Uh, she was a nurse. She moved into our property and really good looking tenant. Like, everything, everything was on paper really good. And she's working close by in the neighborhood nurse, pretty high quality tenant, good income, all this stuff, brand new unit again. And then a uh, couple years go by. She's nothing comes from this tenant. Like, you know, one of those tenants you barely ever hear from, which is always nice. Uh, everything's we've done inspections there. Everything's looks good. Everything's in good shape. But three years into the tenancy now, she, you know, all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, starts to have some money issues. Um, you know, so, you know, you get those, that sense that there's some something weird going on in her life and all this. Um, we reached out a few times to try and kind of understand what's going on. Couldn't understand it. By the way, she had a kid at this point. She had a, uh, a younger kid, um, like, like, a, like, I want to say about one year old and maybe, maybe slightly older, maybe two. So she had a baby in this, in this time period. She didn't have one when she moved in. She got pregnant, had one. And then, so this is like three, maybe even four years into her tenancy. And um, this does involve police again, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. But there was, uh, we got a call. Sorry, we actually had to start to the, ev- the eviction process because she was getting really behind in, in paying. And um, not, we did not complete the eviction process. We got a call from again another tenant in the building. This is a four uh, five plex. So in the building, um, 
another tenant called because the baby kept crying next door. And she's like, this baby's like nonstop, won't shut up. And I don't hear anyone else there. She's like, I think something, we should call someone to come see what's going on. And uh, the long story short in this is that she had run away, left the baby almost a full day, I think at this point, by the time someone came and the tenant called and like the baby's nonstop crying and you got to come. And so we went in, the baby's there, no, no tenant, tenant's gone. Uh, she got tracked down and she had, she had long story short, she got into a bunch of drugs with her boyfriend that was not her boyfriend at the start of this, but a couple of years in became her boyfriend, drug dealer. We got, a, this is the stories from the other tenants. Drug dealer, uh, basically ruined her life, and she got into a bunch of issues with that. She ran away with the, with the guy, the boyfriend, and decided it was smart to leave the baby behind um, for whatever reason. She ended up in jail uh, because of that situation specifically. Uh, I'm not sure what happened to the boyfriend, possibly in jail too. And... Uh, yeah, you know, we we were left with a we were left with a whole bunch of uh, of missed rent payments that are not you know pretty much made no sense to go after, and right. uh, yeah, you know we all I think we ended up losing out on like over ten grand in that in that scenario. You perfect know, tenant, perfect tenant at the beginning, like could not you you it was a perfect tenant, a plus tenant, great credit, good job. She worked right near the area. Made everything about her story made sense to be there. Good person, good communication, minimal communication, which is always nice. She wasn't bugging us for a bunch of different things, and so that's that's kind of my what I what, really what I want to share. And that is just there's luck and bad luck, good and bad luck right. in these scenarios. That you, I don't know how we could have avoided that. Um, it's just something that happened. Right. I mean, I remember. Well, well, first of all. That is not worse than the first story because luckily someone was there and you know was, was a, able no to death. You're right. Right, right. Like the baby was okay, everyone was they're 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 they were alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's good. But um you know and like speaking of like lost rents and things like that, so um we had a we had a tenant one time who sort of on the other side of it is like paid the rent all the time, but just trashed the house. Right. So every time I went, I'm just like, Oh my God, you know, this place is going to be completely destroyed if we ever get it back. Um, so I got to the point at one time, these people paid all the time, really nice people, but they were completely ruining the house. The dog, was like up on the walls and scratching everything, ruining everything. They were very, very dirty. There was garbage like from one end of the house to the other. You couldn't really even walk anywhere. And, um, and you know, at a certain point, I was just like, I'm just going to ask them if they'd be willing to leave, you know, because uh, <clears throat> it got to the point where like, all right, well, this is going to take a lot to, and it's going to get even worse. So, uh, I asked her if she'd be willing to leave and she broke down and started crying like right there in front of me. Right. So, and uh, you probably know who this is because it's the one, it's the one from the house uh, from, from our first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so I asked her to leave and she started crying and uh, said she has nowhere else to go and they love it here and it's their family home and all that kind of stuff. And so I left and then shortly after that, they burned the kitchen down. And then I said, you know, will you please leave now? And then she went, okay. So I guess. <laughs> so, after she burned the kitchen down. Yeah. yeah. Good and I mean, a gift. I've, I've done a couple of evictions and they've went like, okay, you know, fairly well, considering some of the other stories that I've heard of how long things take. And oftentimes I will just say like, you're really behind. Will you just move out? Right. Mm -hmm um and and i've and that's worked a couple of times you know and actually as recently as like a couple of months ago had a guy that uh hasn't been paying really behind um i think he stopped paying in november so what's that yeah. november Four or five uh, months. december january whatever like six months or something like that he didn't pay mm -hmm. and uh yeah <clears throat> So, sorry like, about that. Uh, I got I've got guys working on the house here, and I told them I was on a on a call, but they seem to want to talk to me anyways. But uh, you got to tell them in Spanish. Yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, there's there's so many situations with tenants. Like tenants are the, the the human part of investing real estate. One of the, one of the more human parts about it, which is always they're all it's always the toughest part, right? Because emotions come in, and you need to. There's always that bit of a balance sometimes between we talk all the time and we've had guests on all the time with it. We, we share, treat it like a business. Right. And, mm -hmm. and treating it like a business I found, I find is, is, you know, if I was, if I really treat it like a business, I can think about my other business I, is I'm in. I mean, there, there's a lot of human involvement in business. Like, so there, you, you want to treat it like a business in the sense that you, you know, have systems you follow and right. you're, and you're, right. and you're, you're, you're not just like letting someone go off the hook just because they're nice people. Accountability is very important in business accountability to the people involved and all that. Um, but you're also looking to achieve results from it and, and certain outcomes that you need to hold people and, and systems accountable to. And sometimes things happen that just, don't really apply because it's more of a human thing that is you just you can't really account for it ever happening and they happen like right people have deaths in their family they have deaths uh close in their family sometimes they have issues that are mental issues with people with themselves or with people in their families and there's always a tough yeah. those are the tough kind of gray area ones where you just you gotta you gotta balance that really true hardcore business like mindset with the uh, i gotta have a little bit of human saying to things yeah and like i think one of the big things is like not getting emotional because if the tenant has a problem and they're taking it out on you which happens more often than not even if it really has nothing to do with you or maybe maybe you know the issue that's come up uh, at the apartment is on top of whatever they're trying to deal with. So, you know, it's an extra thing that's aggravating them, but it's not the real cause most times of, of, of like a tenant's anger when they're expressing it to you. That's what I've found anyways. So a lot of times uh, it took me a, like, it took me a long time to learn this, right? Because I 
had a tendency to react. If someone's going to come at me, I might like get upset about that. But, you know, it's been a fairly decent amount of time now where I've realized that it's not a personal thing and you just really need to listen, hang back, stop, don't get emotional, right? That's the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I think is don't get emotional. Listen, like I, I've had tenants who told me I was the worst landlord in the world, you know, and named off a bunch of reasons why. And I said, Hey man, like this is the first time I've heard of this issue that you're telling me about. I'll have it fixed tomorrow. You know, you, this is the first time you've mentioned it and you're acting like it's been, you know, a month of you complaining straight. And I just am, am sitting on my hands when it's not the case you told me there's an issue and now I'm going to fix it. And it wasn't even anything major. It was like they needed the furnace to blow harder or the air conditioner to work a little better or something like that, you know? But, uh, but I find that it's the issue that they're presenting to you is not the actual issue that they're having in their life. Right. More. I had this, yeah, uh, this week I had that, I had this exact, I don't get involved with tents too often these days, but I had that literally this week. And you're mm-hmm. reminding me of a, a quick, version of it that 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 happens quite a lot um and usually our management company hears it but in this case our tenant is in a building that i also work out of sometimes and so we have a commercial unit in in this in this property so she came knocking on our door during business hours and was like hey there's a there's an issue with the the whole parking setup and everything in our property and so sometimes her uh her um spot gets blocked in and it is a bit of an issue. Like it's not, it's a, it, I can understand her frustrations with it. Mm-hmm. And, and we're, we've tried to, because it's not like we have different people showing up. We have customers sometimes showing up or clients and that. So there's a bit of it's sometimes hard to, uh, you know, it's parking. It's part, some people park and block people in. It happens all over the place. Right. And it was happening fairly consistently. And so she caught me there walking in or out uh, actually of the, of the building and start talking and I understand her concern with it, but then she started piling on all the other things in her life that are going on and why it's like, well, I had no sleep last night and my, my kid has this issue and, and at, and at school there's this going on and this and, and right. it's all it is. And it's like, this is the last thing. And, it, uh, and I'm like, well, yeah, but at least then you but... you kind of understand, like, because a lot of yeah. times, like you say, the level that they come at you with, with the parking thing, you're like, how does it, you know, it is frustrating. I can get that. I'm not saying that I don't understand, but it's like, if they come at you at a, like a 10, they're like, where does this yeah. come from? Where did it come from? It's uh and so then at least, at least she told you <laughs> because yeah. oftentimes yeah. it's like, you have no clue, right? And you don't relate the two things. I so had I no clue actually about this whole remember. issue until I showed up. Uh, right. I didn't know because but I'm I mean, not just saying like the it, other but... stuff when she told you, oh, you know, yeah. like, then you're like, oh, okay, I get it. It's not, well, the parking thing's annoying, but here's why we're at a 10 level now. Um, Correct. I yeah. had a couple of, of quick stories that I wanted to go over and I've told these on, on other shows before or on other episodes of our show before, but a long time ago. I remember one of the biggest ones that's sort of similar to your story at the beginning was I had a uh, tenanted duplex in, in Oshawa and I was, I had it on the market to say to sell and, you know, offer came in, we accepted it and they, we went to go do the inspection and the tenant had been an issue 
pretty much throughout the whole sale process where oftentimes they were turning people away at the door just saying, Oh, I don't feel well, you know, I'm not, I don't want you guys to come in and see it, you know, come back another day. Um, and this kind of thing. So I knew the inspection was happening that day. I wanted to go make sure that everything was going to go smooth. They were going to get in and, and see the place, right. And get it inspected. So when I roll up, there's cops with the lights on, you know, right in front of the house. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, and the, the buyer's there and the inspector's there and the other realtor's there. Um, and, uh, and I walk up, I'm like, what's going on? They're like, oh, apparently there was a, someone died in the house. And just then my tenant comes running down the stairs. There's an ambulance there. They jump into the police cars and the ambulances and she's crying and they drive away. They all just drive away. And so the buyer's like, well, I guess we'll just go ahead with the inspection. And I go, okay, yeah, one of the units was vacant. So they went in and, and they were, and they were going in there uh, and they carried on with the inspection. And about an hour later, a cop rolls back up to the, to the house and uh, and I went, I went, no, no, no. Like I'm going to go out and talk to him and tell them there's the inspection going on. Like they're going to ruin the, the, the sale. So I went out to the cop and he goes, what's going on? Like, what are you, what are you guys doing here? And I said, well, it's my house and we're, we're selling the house. There's an inspection going on. And he goes, inspection, my home inspection. This is a murder scene. This is a crime scene. Get out now. And, uh, and so that was it. They like, we had to shut it down. The buyer walked away. And, uh, and uh, two days later, I was talking to the tenant and she said, uh, and turns out the guy didn't die. He was home two days later with her. And I don't know what actually happened, but the cop comes back and says that it's a crime scene because there's been a murder and, and nobody was dead and everything was fine. So I don't really understand exactly. I saw him actually two days later. But uh, yeah, so that was really strange. So in in essence, I had people I had people I telling me like. I had people telling me you should you should <laughs> sue the police, you know yeah. for and I did lose we and we ended up selling it, but I think it went for like something like twenty five or thirty less, you know. So that was kind of frustrating. That reminds well, me of this- the Have you ever seen the movie in uh, Step Brothers? Uh, and they're. Um, uh, as Will Ferrell and um, uh, John C. Riley, they're, they're they have the. Have you ever seen that movie or no? Uh, no, uh, I haven't. It's like 10, 15 years old now, but <laughs> there's a whole scene in there where they're they're they live in the house and they're 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 not they're basically tenants in in the scene for the sake of the story. And then their brother-in-law is coming through and showing by he's a realtor. He's trying to sell the house and. <laughs> Every time they come, that he comes to show it, they're doing like they're faking deaths and faking murders and stuff just to oh, yeah. just to get the buyers to go go oh, oh, not for me. Well, That's and I mean, and I, and I and I mentioned this last time. I or did I? I'm not sure, but um, like we were, yeah, I did. We were recently trying to sell a house and found out that every time someone went through, the tenant would say, you know, oh, you know, why would you want to buy this house? There's way too many issues, and we've I've I've dealt with that a bunch yeah. of times because tenants yeah. don't want to leave. And, uh, and also them saying, you know, we're never leaving. We're, we're never moving out of here. So that kind of stuff. But, um, 
um, there was a, a place that I rented as a student rental. Um, and it was a, it was a four bedroom house, right? So I thought, okay, I'll rent the four bedrooms to students. We found some guys who seemed like they were pretty good. They were there for, and, and this is the upper of a duplex. So four bedrooms, upper duplex. We had a very nice couple living downstairs. So I, in all fairness, I don't think that we should have went that route. I think it would have made more sense to just rent it as it, but I was like, Oh money, you know, uh, 500 bucks a room, uh, you know, whatever for this place, it actually worked out better to, to rent it as a student rental in my mind at the time. Uh, and so about probably a week after school starts, I'm going to say no more than a week we get a call from the basement tenant and he's like, there's fruit flies everywhere. I don't know what's going on. Nobody's been upstairs in like four days. And so I called them, I called the tenants and they're like, Oh yeah, you know, we moved out. I'm like, you moved out. Like, what are you talking? You've only been there for a week. And they're like, yeah, we moved out. So I went over and essentially they had just partied for three, three days straight. I, if you went into this house, you would think that someone was living there for at least a year abusing the place. I mean, there was like food under dressers and stuff like that. And you're like, how does this happen in like three days? Yeah. You know, um, it was really bad. And um, when I walked in, you couldn't put your hand on the wall without squishing some, uh, some yeah. fruit flies. And the fridge is open and filled with their crap. And it was really, really bad. And they left all their stuff. They, they There was like childhood stuff there, like all of their actual, you know, belongings. And wow. I'm like, you know, are you guys going to come and get this stuff? And they're like, like no, man, just do whatever you're going to do with it. So we literally threw out all their like childhood trophies and this kind of thing, like, you know, oh. albums, just like comic books, whatever, like all of their stuff from their childhoods into garbage bags. We, I think did three, um, not sure the size of the trailers, but you know, open bed trailer with the sides, three of those full after like a week, three days after one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then had to deal with the fruit flies and then apologize to the, uh, tenants downstairs for, uh, wow. having them in there in the first place. So, you know, that was interesting. That was a good one. That's that's a crazy. That's a that's just the, the the speed of which that took place is crazy. Uh huh. It was it was mind blowing because I'm like, Why how, is do, it how, how do they all decide to move out in in a week? Yeah, I don't know. There's some weird weird situations that happen out there. Um, yeah, the there you know the the flies are are kind of gross. Um, it's always hard when it affects other tenants. We've had a lot right. of those situations with bed bugs with cockroach bed rugs and cockroaches mm -hmm. primarily where you have a like such a nice place we've had awesome i don't i think sometimes it's not even our property it's like property next door or it's the one next door or it's you know we see especially in downtown cores like like a hamilton and other cities like that you know you get you get properties where someone throws a bed you know mattress in the street one day and it's like 10 doors down or five doors down and it's got bed bugs probably all over it Mm -hmm. And somehow, some way, those bed bugs find their way into into our house, 
you know, maybe, maybe a tenant walks by the bed or, or, uh, or, or even touches it or does something like that. And who knows how they end up in your, your place. But that has happened numerous times. It's very, very hard to get rid of, uh, bed bugs in particular. Cockroaches too, but yeah those are those yeah. are ones I, I i've learned i i never knew i'd have to learn so much about those two species i never knew that there were so many issues like that happening because i see it all of all over primarily in cities like like hampton i see it quite often and uh they are tough to get rid of extremely tough and who the hell like you know nobody wants to live in that and uh I still don't have the perfect solution, to be honest. <laughs> uh, however many times we've dealt with it, still no perfect solution. We have right. things that like, work 80% of the time, and then they come back after a year, and you just like, you know, ongoing challenges like that that just are hard to find the actual solution. I, I say a dome over the uh, building. Yeah, maybe. It's <laughs> like fumigate. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like part of the process, right? You go through it, you deal with it. I mean, you you ultimately have no choice but to go through it and deal with it. You know, I'm not going to like sell off the property just because I might at times if it, if it was the right situation, but I'm not going to sell off a property just because of that. Ultimately, it's not me going in and spraying or having to deal with the bugs or all like Right, right. If it was me having to do that every day or regularly, maybe I'd think differently. Yeah. Um, but if you can find ways to leverage and, and, and have, you know, people try and do their best to fix that stuff. Ultimately it's, you're, you're talking about thousands of dollars that are in issues, but I'm not going to, I'm going to, I'm okay with that because I'm making tens or hundreds of thousands in the process. So exactly. And you know what, like that, that, that again, this all like blends into like mindset, right? So, and the, and yeah. the long-term view. And, and if we want to go back to Reynolds, I just wanted to make one little point here and it applies to probably everything, but I know a lot of times where people like, cause our primary focus was helping people with, um, with single family homes that could be converted to legal duplexes. Most of the time, that's what we're helping people with. So, you know, when, when people come in and you go, Oh, like there's a, there's a load bearing wall here, you know, you, in, in order to, in order to open this up, you'll need to put some kind of a beam in, or, you know, you've got to replace this window with an egress window and that kind of thing. And, you know, they'll say, well, I don't know how to do any of those things. It's like, well, you don't need to know how to do those things here. Like this is how much it's going to cost to do the job and get it done. And from there, you just need to know that you have hired someone competent to do it, right? So I, I think that that's something really important to, to, to point out here is that you're not going to know everything. There's no way to know everything. It's just the, the fact that, you know, at certain points of time, like these things that Sandy and I have just discussed, uh, the problems disappear when you throw money at them, you yeah. know? And that's what it comes down to most times, I think, in certain situations. So yeah. just make sure that you've got a contingency, right? Uh, um, fund, 
so that you can deal with these things because they will happen. You know, the roof is going to need to get done and there is going to be some kind of a problem with plumbing and your tenant is going to not pay for one reason or another at some point. Yeah. I, uh, you reminded me of a great book that, that I've, I've read a bunch of times in the last few years called who, not how um, by mm -hmm. Dean Sullivan, Dean Sullivan and Ben Hardy. And um, that book is exactly what you just went through, which is it's, it's who is not how to do things. It's who, you know, and who can help you do things that right. get you ahead in life in, in the big picture, you know, it's, it's, a, it's about leverage and a lot about leverage, but leverage through people. And if you know the right people, you don't even need to know the right people in these necessarily these situations. You just need to know a person that can help you deal with, you know, putting in uh, a beam or what, you know, all those examples you went through. And that's why we talked about the, the, the importance of the power team and the, having the right people around you to help you through this journey. Because right. when you are dealing with that on your own, and you, anything, any of these issues you went through, that's a hard journey. When you have people around you to support you and, and you know, they know how to fix it or they're there even just to psychologically keep you uh, feeling okay during the process. I mean, that's an essential piece of the real estate investing journey for sure. Well, exactly. And like, um, because I built a team, you know, in, in, in Ontario, in Canada, in Oshawa area, um, like I just mentioned, we had a guy that I just, after a certain amount of months, I'm just like, look, can you just leave? Right. He's like, no, I'm going to pay you. I'm going to pay you. We went through the process. We were actually in the eviction process. So by the way, like Sandy said, treat it as a business. And we did that from the beginning. Right. So you would, you would file the paperwork, then they'd catch up and then, you know, and so that's gone. Then you got to start over again. It takes a certain amount of time to, uh, to get through the process. And anyways, so, um, so, but I still, you know, at a certain point, it's like, can you just help us? Can you just leave? Right. Um, and now we've got to renovate that whole place. So just because we, we've built the team there that, that can do all that stuff, I can just coach from here and everything gets done. You know, that's what people want. Like I, I think most people are trying to develop some sort of freedom in their, in their life by investing in real estate, right? That's usually one of the goals. This is one yeah. of the things I talked to, cause I've had lots of, um, lots of investor clients that we've dealt with where I've kind of wondered why they're getting in the way of their own success in a lot of cases. And, uh, I really like helping people through this cause it's an interesting journey they go through. I went through it too. And everyone does usually in their mind where it's just like, you don't need to be the one doing everything. And you're actually, going against what your whole goals are by doing that, because your goals probably are to not like, unless it's part of your, your current business, like your core business, or it's a really, really just joy, joyful part of your life, I guess, right. which might be renovations. I'm not sure there's too many people, although I've heard, I've heard it where people really enjoy dealing with the tenants and, and helping them through all that stuff. Most people want to have real estate to help them, have more freedom in their lives outside of real estate. So the goal is to get rid of stuff, your to-do list in real estate investing. It's not to add on more or not to necessarily learn everything at a high level. Everyone's a little different in that, but you don't need to know everything. You need to, you need to be the CEO of your real estate investing business is right. where most people want to live. Be the CEO. You can be the CEO from Costa Rica if you want to. Um, and invest in Ontario or BC or anywhere in Canada. Um, you can be the CEO from anywhere if you're doing it at a high level. 
think yeah. that's what most people really want. They want the freedom. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of people, a lot of people don't step back from the position that they find themselves in. And I find that a lot of times, like for example, to hire property management, like people just don't want to take that step a lot of times. And I think that's one of the single biggest ones that you can take. And we're like, well, you know, look how much money that we're giving for them. It's like, you know, first of all, if you step back, you can more easily grow if you're not handling all of these little things that come up on a day-to-day basis. And there's a lot of them, depending like if you got one or two properties, okay. You know, you can probably slide by with not, not having too many issues, but if you have a few more, I think that it's important to hire property management, right? Then you can understand that relationship too, and you can continue to grow. Um, and I, I just think it's invaluable, the whole team. Yeah. Property management's often, a, a, especially, you know, at a certain scale, you just, you need it. There's no real question, but uh, early on, you know, people are always kind of debating, should they hire them or not? And there's obviously a cost to it. It's not exactly cheap per se, like to get a, a well done job. It's, I think that's where most people have the challenges. They, especially in Ontario, because you're buying properties that are cash flow neutral or negative, even at the, at the get go sometimes. Um, all, you know, obviously you can find cash flowing properties in Ontario still it all depends on your market and, and what strategy you're using, but there it, it's tight. It's tight in, in general, Southern Ontario for sure is a tighter mm-hmm. market than, you know, Eastern Canada and some of the other places you're, you're kind of trading that for the, the equity increase that we expect to potentially have in, in Southern Ontario, but the, the numbers get so tight that, you know, it's hard to. It's hard to really even afford a property manager and that, or they don't budget that in at the start. And then they, when they actually need it, right. They're like, well, how do I go from, you know, positive a hundred dollars a month to negative a few hundred dollars a month. And they don't want to do that. But you know, what's it, what's, what's the, what's the other reality is you're doing a lot of work and you're going to get a call on the beach in Mexico one day or something when you're on vacation and you're going to have to do with that. I mean, that's, that's the trade-off. If you can afford, find a way to afford the few hundred dollar difference, uh, it's well, well worth it. Well, too. I mean, I, I know that things have shifted and, and uh, you know, it is becoming more challenging to find these places. But I think for the most part, um, you know, it's still it's still very, very doable to find properties that uh, I mean, we, we focus you and I because we live there on southern Ontario. Right. But uh and I still think it's possible to find good cash flowing properties that cover uh, the property management fees and still cash flow quite well. Um, at, at the student rentals have been doing really well for us. You know, that's been you know yeah, even with well, the, yeah. even with the shift, we're still doing really really well with our student rentals. So um, you know, and of course it does get tougher. But you know, I was reading. Um, I can't even remember the blog where I was reading it, but it was showing the increases in the rents over the past year. And like, there's been increases of up to 20% in certain areas of over the, over the past year, just the past year, Canada, Canada only. So it was across Canada. Uh, it might've been Vancouver where it was a 20% increase. I was reading, I think I was probably reading the same thing. There must've been a big article somewhere about that. Yeah. I, 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 I heard about it or I, I skimmed through it or somewhere. And I, cause I remember seeing, cause I remember, I think Hamilton was 11%. And, right. uh, 
I was having this debate with someone. No, someone else told me about this article. I didn't, I didn't, I wouldn't read it. Someone else was telling me because we were debating Alberta versus Ontario and the differences, pros, cons. And in Alberta, you can easily remove tenants. <laughs> Ontario, uh -huh. not, not, not quite so easily. Uh -huh. So that 11% sounds really nice. This was the point of our conversation. The 11% would be great. And I might have to wait three years to ever see I it. I mean, if they would allow the 11% increase, yeah. <laughs> that would exactly. be great too. Exactly. But, uh, but no, so, so rents are, my point is rents are increasing with the, uh, yeah, with, for sure. with the increased mortgage rates and whatnot, because you've still got to cover. They have to. All when of these. Property prices costs. go down, right? Property yeah. prices go down. The, the, the reverse happens with, with rental rates always. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just wanted to bring this up because I thought it was funny and I don't know if it was real. I would imagine it wasn't. I think it was a joke, but um, it was some Facebook post, but it was a repost of an, of an article of a property for rent. And I can't remember. It was like, whatever thing. Nice three bedroom home for rent. And then it said, no parties, no students, no pets, no new couples who are just going to break up after a month. No, this, no, that. And then at the bottom, it went, you know what? Just forget it. I'm not going to rent it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, you're going to, yeah. All those other things will probably happen over your career. Whatever was on that list. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Things happen. Shit happens. So but why anyway. don't we round out with the mindset of all this? Right. Uh, in a brief yeah. uh, few minutes, I guess. Because there, you somehow we got to get through all this. And you can either decide to go, go. What, invest in something else, I guess, where you're going to get probably not as good of a return, certainly not as safe and as, and as, uh, much tangible. Of a tangible, tangible is a better word. Yeah. It's really not as tangible. And yet that's your, that's one option. You can, you can well, keep you can going quit. through this. A lot of people quit, quit, right? Quit. Yeah. And so, I mean, I think everybody follows their own path and if it's not right for them, it's not right for them. But yeah. to come into something like this and, and not expect challenges is silly. And that's the point of this whole thing is like, there's just expect challenges. They're going to, they're going to be there. Right. So um, I would even say, you know how in goal setting, they say sort of shoot for the moon and get halfway there. Right. Is right. a better, right. is a better way than, than, than setting your goals too low. Mm -hmm. So I would say, you know, expect challenges like what Sandy and I have talked about here today. And if you expect those and you only get maybe half as bad, you're doing okay. Right. I think that's a model for life. Honestly, there's so many things people, people ruin their lives over expectations. They literally do. They, they, they sabotage relationships, uh, uh, business investment opportunities. They, mm -hmm. you know, so many things where they, because they went into it with, you know, rainbows and butterflies and everything's going to be all great. And I'm a fairly optimistic person, often overly optimistic. And I've certainly learned that challenges are inevitable. And as much as it looks like the perfect opportunity or the perfect thing to do, you know, real estate investing is just so awesome and obvious the place to go with your money. And that's great, but you, you still need to know that it's going to be a bumpy ride, especially early on when you don't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know yet. And you're learning, there's going to be so many things you do wrong. There's going to be things that you, you know, they take way, way longer than they should to fix. And there's going to be unknown, uncharted territory. All these things are going to happen and you're going to screw up. You're going to lose. 
you're going to lose like tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars by some of the decisions you make. And like all these tenant situations here, we talked about, you know, we're losing tens of thousands in these cases over the course of months or years. They're like, you can look at that and go, I just, it's the hardest business ever. I just lost tens of thousands of dollars and it's not for me because I can't deal with that stress. And I mean, that's, that's, you're going to go invest in something else. That's going to have the same issues. Like there's no other solution. That's well, I mean, in all fairness, I think you're going to invest in something else and you're going to look at the returns and it's going to be like three, 4%, something like that. right? Right. Where, where with, uh, or whatever it might be a you know like there's some good investments out there but right. I, I just for me this is like this has been ultimately more freedom than i could have ever imagined from when i started right because like i started from working 12 hours every day you know getting home to see the kids just before they were put to bed when they were really little um to I pick them up from school every day now, you know, myself. Right. right? Um, and, and hang out with them after school and before school. Um, and just choose when I want to do whatever it is that I need to do that day. I basically can schedule it in myself. Right. And work around that. So, so this has afforded that kind of lifestyle, which it, which I'm very, very blessed to have. And what Sandy and I didn't talk about was all of those super boring months where nothing happened and the rent check just came in. Right. Right. There are those too. Some of those. (laughs) But you're obviously not going to talk about those, but those months happen more often than these stories that we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. People, people focus on the negatives in life, right? That's just, that's just people. And so the, the, the crazy stories, the interesting ones, the tough ones, those get all the headlines and it's not all negative by any means uh you, you know you made it you made it to what you just went what you just explained that sort of lifestyle a heck of a lot faster than you would have just by doing what you were doing before or by going after the three four eight percent in return somewhere right um you know doing what i was doing there's, there's, would have got me exactly what i was doing right you know there was, and, there was, and you, you, you maybe probably never would have gotten to where you are right now, or no way. you certainly would have been a lot older. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way I would have got here. No way. Right. So, I mean, if you want to look at that, if I'll trade, I'll trade a couple of headaches where I got woke up in the middle of the night or had to settle tenant arguments, uh, student arguments about who drank whose milk and this kind of thing, which yeah. I've had to do, yeah. you know, but I'll, I'll take that. I'll take the challenges. Every single one of the ones we talked about here. And to get what it's afforded us. I'm sure you feel yeah. the same way. Heck yeah. <laughs> I would do, I would do not everything all over again. No, no, no. I would, no. I would do a lot you got of the more same new things. challenges coming up. So yeah, um, I would do a lot of the same things. Cause I, a lot of the same things, you know, ultimately all, whatever I've done, everything I've done, good and bad and, and, and not, and kind of blah has all led to where I am today. And so a lot of the lessons I have that I gonna at some point pay off down the road, you know, even the worst thing that ever that happens to you, it's a, it's always a lesson or you, you fit, you learn or you succeed or you learn. There's really no right. failure. As long as you have that outlook, then all these issues that come up, you learn something, you move through it and, uh, and you just keep going. Right, right, right. Turn the L into earning. 
That's what learning is. Good one. There you no, go. I don't know if I've heard that one. It's off a song. Nice. Uh, anyway, good stuff, man. This is a great episode. I liked it. Um, Hopefully, I, mean, I don't like. It, yeah. I mean, we had a whole bunch of like you know, uh, like little nugget sayings there that could have ended the show well like but ultimately like really just i think expect challenges and you'll be okay (laughs) you know um expect the challenges and then there's shows like this or people that you meet in the world through just being in these circles that can help you through them if our listeners have challenges that they don't know what to do with you don't have a team or whatever version of that i mean we're here for them right Reach and how would they reach you if you if they wanted to uh, talk to you about some of the woes that they're going through? There you go. Uh, easily find me on social media. If you want really quick access, DM me on social media somehow. I mean, Instagram, Facebook. I don't mean like instant access or instant response, but I'm pretty good on it. Um, on there pretty much every day. So reach out to me that way or uh, sandy at freedomreps.com is also uh, a, a nice, easy way to get a hold of me. Awesome. I am. I can be reached at rob at mrbreakthrough.ca. Well, thanks for listening. We should do more of these um, these type of shows. I yeah, that was that. great. That was great. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys. You've been listening to the Breakthrough Real Estate Investing Podcast. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. And we hope you've been inspired to take control and live life on your terms. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And don't forget to subscribe and listen on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time.